Hello everybody, Sam here, and I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh boy, that is a short episode. It's true, it's a short episode. Our episodes tend to be on average an hour long, give or take 15 minutes. And this one is going to clock in under half an hour, well under half an hour. And the reason for that is that Mike and I had pretty unusual weeks. Uh, We weren't really able to get together to record at all during the first half of the week. Um, So we were able to find a little window of time while we were down at the C4 conference in Ajax, Ontario. And unfortunately, this is the result. It's a shorter episode. It's a mini-sode. How about that? And hey, there might be more mini-sodes in the future because I cannot predict what our weeks are always going to look like. But uh, yeah, this was a fun one. It's always nice to record in a different setting, you know. As per usual, the views expressed on this program are those of the individuals expressing them and may not necessarily reflect the views of our church. With that said, please enjoy. Mike, whereabouts are we right now? Currently, we are in Ajax. Yep, we have decided to bring our podcast ministry (laughs) to the other side of the GTA. We are a traveling podcast ministry. Mike, how was your drive over today? My drive over was breezy because we took the 407 and we'll pay for it later. How much do you think it's going to cost you to uh, Um, That's a great question. Currently... We've already spent about 70 bucks in the last three weeks on it. So um, that is a, that's going to add up, Mike. It is. This will probably be my, my bill for the 407. I, probably be like 110 bucks. I think the 407 was like one of the biggest mistakes this province ever made. Was, that might be uh, true, but it was awful. I didn't have to sit in four hours of traffic today and the 20 bucks I'll have to pay for that. Sure. I just, I just wish everyone could use the 407, you know, and you didn't have to pay for it. And it was just publicly, publicly owned piece of highway uh yeah i mean that's a whole other that's a whole other discussion about that is, privatization I, and and whatnot and it's true not and necessarily theological is it oh well, that's not true that's a, well i guess i guess the theology is. worked out that's really. true that's true all right but i don't know if i've thought deeply enough about whether the 407 should be completely accessible <laughs> <laughs> um well i had a Every time I drive on the 401, like I usually do pretty well on it, to be honest. Like I used to be pretty scared of the 401 and uh, just those big multi-lane highways in general. But uh, every time I just think about how much I hate the transport truck, just the invention <laughs> of the transport truck. I, I think whoever invented the transport truck is going to have a lot to answer for on Judgment Day. <laughs> I, I really believe that. Not only is it hideous and ugly and appalling and just aesthetically unappealing um because we believe god is beautiful right and so this is kind of kind of the antithesis of god in my mind it's just (laughs) this hideous horrible thing but it's also a killing machine like that thing i i read some stat one time it was something like don't quote me these aren't the exact numbers but it's something like i think transport trucks make up like 10 percent 
of the vehicles on a freeway at any given time and they're involved in like 30 percent of the deaths it's something like that the numbers are about that and like they are disproportionately dangerous vehicles compared to everything else on the road that may be true that may be true i uh emily i know hates driving beside them mm -hmm. it, mainly because of how often they drift back and forth yeah yeah i'm just hyper aware of it mm -hmm. i think yeah I, like i honestly i generally trust those drivers now i know a lot of companies um and we saw this unfortunately last year with the humboldt broncos uh bus crash drivers will be like on very few hours of sleep and you know overworked and and whatnot um but i do find the drivers are pretty good like i couldn't be possibly that good or attentive um you know if I was driving for that long all day, every day, like it, it's a skill and it's amazing actually that more fatalities don't happen. Yeah. I think you're right. There is a kind of a, there's a skill to that. I don't, I could not handle it. Mm -hmm. I, I guess you build up a tolerance, but like I hate driving an hour. So yeah. imagine driving across country like four times in a week. Like, I guess you can't do that, but you know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? Right. It's, it's uh Hey, and the 401 apparently is like, the worst highway in North America too. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, we get to I have the that. privilege of the adventure. That's true. And like if so, if we ever go like move, and we go on those other highways, they're gonna feel so easy so compared easy. to the four hundred one. That's why I like Discovery Channel. Put like the uh, four hundred one show on there. Yeah. Just how, how nuts it is. Yeah. But even today, like we were driving. No, this was a four hundred three, but um, and like a three car pileup just. Like some flower, <laughs> some flower van, like a like a flower delivery van, mm -hmm. just like cut somebody off. Wow! So there's three people, and then this truck, like the big transport truck, had to slow down and stop. But because he had to stop, mm -hmm. um, which is great, I'm glad, glad they did. Obviously, yeah. Um, every lane except for the HOV lane that I was in, because we had two people in the van, mm -hmm. was blocked, and so we got to like just go by. It was great. Yeah. But not good for anyone else. It was great for me, but yeah, you know. That was just an anecdote I had about our drive today. I don't know. I can't remember why why that connected in, but the danger of yeah. driving. Well, know? all those flowers got ruined, I'm sure. Uh, I, who knows what, what what was up, but... That's like the thing, too. You know, if I were to die on the 401 on my way back tonight, um, you know, this podcast would, will never get released. <laughs> That's no the real tragedy. No one would ever know. No <laughs> one would ever know. Um, but yeah, actually, I think I cut you off before we said why we were, we're down here. It's because we're at the C4 conference this week. C4 conference this week. Yep, another um, week, another conference. It's been like that mm -hmm. for the last little while. This is the last one until presence in August for me. So, you know, the summer of uh, conferencing, I guess. Yeah, and we... Um, I guess like because it's been so busy just this last month, we've actually had to record uh, on a weekly basis because mm -hmm. that's really all the time we can all fit we have, in. This yeah. might actually end up being a shorter episode. We'll see. Um, but yeah, like it, in some ways that's good because we usually do two at a time, kind of mm -hmm. two on a Tuesday and then we put it out. So um, if you go back and listen to some of them where we've talked about like the Raptors and we'll get to that in a second, um, they've been like oh this is like the series that finished like two yeah. weeks ago <laughs> like and, and the series isn't even it's over true. yet so this is like gonna be probably the most fresh, fresh episode of the cast to ever be recorded especially because it's on a thursday mm -hmm. it's coming out on sunday that's pretty good and so we can like this will still be the talk of the town the raptors won last they night. won we did it pulled it out got to watch it with the church fam that's right great so everyone who hung out 
Thanks for that. In fact, we need to shout, our, shout out the church because there's so many more people who end up staying right to the end yeah. than I thought would. That was that so was, much fun hanging out with everyone. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. it, people. Yeah, especially like hanging out on a weeknight too. Yeah, no, it was great. And uh, yeah, great all in and then a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunate for a Clay injured. Even today though, because Weston stayed up with us to watch it, right? And, and so when Clay got hurt, um, he's like, oh, he got a boo-boo? And I said, yeah, it's on his knee. So like all day he's been hurting his knee. <laughs> now right oh. and it's obviously he doesn't actually hurt it but oh. like just pretending <laughs> so the game impacted my son mm-hmm. but in the not very bet a good way yeah but that's kind of weird either way <laughs> yeah it was but it's great yeah they won mvp Kawhi. i'll say he'll stay for uh he's gonna sign for a uh basically a one-on-one deal so he'll stay for a year then have a player option up to a second year to just test out free agency next year, probably, but I think he'll give it another run. So we're gonna get That'd him be awesome. one more time. That'd be I think awesome. That that is my prediction. Maybe maybe we'll have a dynasty. Who knows? A two year dynasty. A two year dynasty. Well, hey, well, if he like if he wins next it's true. year, he wins he'll again. Stay he, again. Pro- he probably would would opt in. It all kind of depends on who else is on the team at that point. Yeah. But if they lose their GM um, Masai, then because he gets arrested, <laughs> is that well, there's that option, <laughs> or because he got offered a lucrative deal in Washington. Oh no, to be like no, he can't leave to be a GM and then get part ownership eventually. Okay, so like it's hard to hard turn to that up, up, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Anyways, cool trivial things of the world, but yeah. exciting ones. Well, this conference this weekend, Mike. I wonder if there's going to be any uh, merch at the conference that we're going to. Ah, uh, there's. I know for sure. Conferences like this will have CDs. Mm. yeah because actually they, they had one last year because they just released another one i think they're, they? I think they're gonna try this is cool. my prediction yeah uh, and we can actually ask them about it today if we can see if, if i'm right or not yeah is i would assume for every conference they probably have an ep because like last year they lose that kind of makes sense yeah and then this year they they did again that's it's like, like a good way to like set goals for yeah. your worship team i guess and I, think it's, I think it's only five songs that, yeah. that they're putting out um and so and then it, it gets into the community gets into the churches so a church might pick it up and like it and then you know it spreads their music yeah so um but so i know that of that last year they they didn't have any like t-shirts or anything no they didn't which yeah church conferences and like buying a t-shirt that like i don't know i'm not commemorative that, like, church commemorative. okay so vu church they had like the fear of god ones like, is that who made those shirt shirts uh, i don't okay so we're talking about a specific <laughs> shirt right now and we'll talk about that in a second but like, a few years ago like the 2015 vu conference and i don't know if they did it for any other ones but like um yeah fear of god collaborated with the vu conference and like put out these t-shirts and if you go on uh, fashion websites like grailed where the people sell secondhand stuff they're selling for like 130 bucks that's pretty sick if fear of god did that yeah i'd like that'd be pretty cool that, that would that would be cool because that, the, the stuff looks cool that's not just like commemorative that's like that's like fashion yeah it is it's becoming fashion i mean there's been articles about that like you know is is church merch the next big thing in streetwear and like really I, yeah if you yeah google that like that's weird there have been articles written about it on like hype beast and stuff but wow i'm impressed by some church merch then yeah but I, i'm not impressed by all of it though because there's a t-shirt that i saw for for this year's vu conference and it looks like it reminds me of like if I were to go to Boots and Hearts, I would expect to see this shirt, basically the same shirt there, but with all the country stars on it. So instead <laughs> of like, so picture like a, a uh, you go to a music festival and there's like a bunch of pop singers there or country stars and they're all on the front of the shirt. Like they basically did that for their church conference. So on the shirt, it's like Judah Smith, Rich Wilkerson, mm. Don Cher, like uh, someone else, like a few other people, Carl Lentz. They're all just like <laughs> gracing the front of this shirt with their hands in the air, preaching, bringing the word and everything. And I'm like, is that like what preachers are now? They're 
pop stars. Well, that was from the Preacher's Sneakers post. That's where it got. Well, that's where I again. saw it, but it's yeah. actually like a legit. Sh- I went on the yeah, website. Yeah, and, and so like I was thinking about it, and I think my my heart goes to what we've kind of said before, where it's like I I'm not going. I'm not going to judge the intention. Yeah, because it's a ten year thing. It's their biggest one yet, right? Like people get saved there. So, in fact, even so, on the upon recording of this on Sunday, I'm preaching about how Paul. It's funny how this all works out, mm-hmm. right? How Paul um, is in jail and how he has to have joy in jail. I'm going to do some stuff about your purpose and all this stuff. But one little caveat of it is that he's like, and people are preaching the gospel, some because they're bolder and others are a selfish ambition and they're trying to hurt me while I'm in jail and whatever. But he says, what, what then? Whether in pretense or in truth that Christ is proclaimed, right? This idea mm. that, you know, even if their intention is wrong, yeah. if they're preaching the gospel and people get saved, yeah. Paul's like, I rejoice, right? Mm, yeah. And so I'm applying that even to church, saying that we aren't going to church bash as a community because whether we agree fully with the methodology, if the gospel is proclaimed, we can at least be united in that. Yeah. And we might want to have conversations around methodology and yeah. and not that not not necessarily the sinfulness, but maybe the effectiveness or the the unintended consequences yeah. of certain things. Well, like and that's the thing too. Like I can't rip apart these churches and say the gospel isn't being broken. Like it is. It absolutely is, and people are being saved by it. And because like, you know, if you look at mega churches, like that is a significant body of Christians. Mm-hmm. Even okay. The Catholic Church is a significant body of Christians, Mm -hmm. okay? And, like, we can disagree about a lot of things with all these churches, even significant things, but, like, you're you're right. We should rejoice that the gospel is being proclaimed to that many people. And so, like, the question becomes, is this, like, a... Is this a... Is this a wise practice that should be replicated and copied? Is this a example... Because like th- this is what I don't think some of these bigger churches think about deeply enough, and I could be completely wrong. So this is just me, you know, off the cuff, is that they set the tone for the guys coming up. That's right. Right? For other mm-hmm. people who are looking, saying, well, if they can do it, so can well, I. So, and they actually model like what we think of as excellence, too, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, because they can. Yep. Well, and yeah, because especially if your definition of excellence has less to do with faithfulness and more, more like aesthetics, like, right? Aesthetic. Yeah. But so that's what I would say, like, like having a T-shirt that kind of memorializes the faces and the, and the pastors, I, I, to me, it, that kind of goes beyond honor that's appropriate. Like honoring the movement that God's doing through VU Church and what they're doing. Awesome. We should wear a shirt that says VU on it. Like we, we, we designed shirts for, for Risen, yeah. right? And that a few of us got to have the original and only run of those that's right yeah um, limited edition right limited they'll be edition. selling for big bucks on like a thousand bucks because there's only five of them that exist <laughs> um i got one if you want it it's gonna be about 950 i'll give you a deal um <laughs> but like and we'll probably design stuff for c3kw just because yep. there's part of our church that actually really enjoys that and likes yeah for that. sure like we, we right? love our community in our but church. it will never have my face on it yeah unless it's kind of like a mock not a mockery but like I can't even think of a design that would legitimize, but well, probably not on a shirt. Yeah, like it's just so that's where like I think it's almost like there is almost this celebrityness, which is I know a big buzz thing right now is the church full but for celebrities is pastor celebrityism now and all that stuff, and I don't want to you know just bog down in that, but there is this kind of thing when I know when 
you know, people see that and respond to it. It's like, you know, there is an evident push towards, again, we talked about it last time, this, this lifestyle brand pastor, mm-hmm. I think. And whether they want to or not, because like, did they ask every one of those guys, hey, do you want to put your face on a t-shirt? Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. So I'm not going to judge each guy on there. Well, it probably wasn't even the pastor's idea. Right. To be honest. Yeah. It, but it's, well, it's, there's, there's still the sign offs and stuff, I right? Guess, that, yeah. It's just, it is, it's like, is that, it, it's a fuzzy gray line to me. It's not, I'm not saying it's wrong at all. I'm just saying I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, and, and it's mainly because of the, of, I think what the desire was to commemorate this moment and this movement can kind of get lost in translation when it's a bunch of faces of the personalities. Like people call it personality cult or, and not in like an occult way, but just the personality cult around pastors. And we've seen this before. We talked about this many times on the podcast, just because of the culture we live in now with in the church where pastors are falling, like, like no tomorrow, usually the big ones that are driven by personalities, the main preacher, main leader, that's kind of CEO model, whatever, right? And when the church surrounds a personality, right, there is a, there can be, there can be a distortion of honor there. And so that's where I would be like, mm, I don't know if this has gone just that little bit too far versus... It's sinful. No, I'm not going to say that. I will not say that. I think there's license and freedom in Christianity. I think the impact, the implication, and the thoroughness of where can this lead people maybe mm-hmm. just wasn't fully thought of. And maybe it was. And maybe they're like, no, this is a cool thing that we want to do. And then you know what? If that's how they want to honor their pastors, fine. I'm not going to do it. Right? Yeah. And I think like they're, like they're I'm not going to come down hard but I am going to say that I, I would I would caution the the over emphasis on the faces of the movement versus you know the the actual just like I don't know just the community itself. I think there is a tension there that I don't know how to fully tease out because this just like I know you just showed it to me yesterday, so like I still haven't really processed it processed fully, right? But mm. Yeah. All right. I am now home from Ajax, Ontario, from the C4 conference. Um, What a weekend. That was really great. Shout out to the team at C4 for putting that on. That was unbelievable. I got so much out of this weekend. And uh, yeah, I just kind of want to take these last couple minutes of our episode today and just unpack a couple of the things that I took away from that conference because I I think it's valuable to share with our community. Um, The first one is maybe a bit more niche, but it actually leads into something else I want to talk about. And that is this uh, session I attended at the conference that was about uh, church communication strategy. And one of the uh, philosophies that C4 has kind of adopted for their communication strategy is when they they name things, they just call it what it is. I love that. I'm a very, I like to be straightforward and honest and not really dance around or like really embellish 
the naming of things. I kind of like to be direct in that way and minimalist, I guess. So that was a really great philosophy. So for example, if you have a men's night, you just call it men's night. If you have a youth group, you just call it youth group. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just simple. It's less uh, complicated, flowery language for people to kind of adopt if they're new to your church. Because one thing they said was basically once you've joined a group or once you've attended an event, like you don't really care what it's called. You know what it is. But the new person coming to your church doesn't really understand what that is. Um, and I got to give a shout out to our lead team and Haven who came up with this name because we're starting a new initiative called after parties the first one is on june 23rd and it it is just that it's a party after service so yeah that'll be june 23rd after service there's gonna be some food some games fun for the kids um just hang out for a little bit longer than you normally do um there'll be more details about that in church but i'm really excited for it i think it's a great initiative and i really hope that we can just build into our community through this space So the other thing I wanted to talk about is something I'm really passionate about at our church, and that is prayer. And I think it was really just drilled into me this weekend that prayer is the responsibility of every Christian. We all have a responsibility to pray um, for our own spiritual, personal growth and for the people in our church community, for the people around us, for our city. We have a responsibility to pray as connect groups That is an amazing space to pray for each other, to get prayed for. That is one of the many spaces that we offer where prayer can happen. Another space is, of course, morning prayer. And I'm really passionate about that. It's 6.30 a.m. Wednesday mornings at Stanley Park Community Church. Um, Come on out. There's worship. There is just a personal time of reflection, prayer for our city, prayer for our church, prayer for each other. It's an amazing morning. And there's coffee. The other venue, of course, is at church. After service, we do offer space to come get prayed for if you need it. And uh, here's a thing that I kind of want to leave you with before I go today. This is something John Thompson talked about on stage today, and I thought it was just brilliant. Like, it's just so simple. But if you're a human being, you feel fear. Sometimes that comes out as stagnation, um, just the inability to jump into something that you know, God's calling you into something you're supposed to do, uh, just a lack of personal growth. And one of the ways we can conquer that is by actually identifying our fears, calling them what they are and writing them down, listing our fears out, and then just praying against them one by one. And not only just praying against them, but getting prayed over in those spaces that I mentioned, going down, thinking about my fears writing them all out, trying to untangle them, working through that. And yeah, just praying over it, entering into that space where I submit them before God um, in community, having people interceding on my behalf. And of course, having Jesus intercede on our behalf. He is the perfect intercessor. That's another thing John Thompson said today. That is just so true. And I just, I just needed that reminder. And I think uh, I'm sure you need that reminder too. I think we all do. So yeah. Just a couple tidbits and thoughts and takeaways that I think can really help all of us.